Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. Okay, so we're going to talk about the appointed times. And the appointed times are your weekly Shabbat, your monthly new moon, which is called Rosh Kadesh, and then your yearly feast. Those are your appointed times. Now, can we meet with the Lord every day and all day? Absolutely, right? We have a prayer room for that. We have all kinds of things. And by the way, this is the prayer room, right? If you're like, where are they? I can't find them, right? There's a coffee shop, but the doors are shut and I don't know where to go, right? This is where you go. This is it, right? You're here. You're in the prayer room, okay? So come, you can come and be with the Lord every day, and, and you, we're in the new covenant, right? So you can connect with him. But here's the deal about appointed times, right? The appointed times are like having a standing date with Jesus. He's already told you when it is. Your job is to make it to the date. Don't skip and don't leave him hanging, right? Because he has said, I want to meet with you on these days. Now we're not Jewish, right? So our times look different, but how many know when you say yes to the Lord on his terms, he meets you there, right? So we're going to say yes to the Lord on his terms. If he says this day is a high holy day, day of atonement, it was the other day, right? That's when the priest goes in before the, before the holy of holies and before the mercy seat, but then Jesus became our high priest, right? And if he says, that's an appointed time, I want to meet with you on that day, you should think, oh, today's the day. I'm going to spend time with Jesus today and just see what he has to say to you. It might be different than your normal devotional, right? He has a date on these days. So we didn't grow up like that, but it's time to awaken to this idea of he has set some times for us to come and be with him, right? It's a different concept in our Western church because we like to do Jesus when we want to do Jesus. She said it. Okay, so let me get started. One of my objectives today is to give context to our Shabbat dinners just a little bit. Right? And so if you're online, one of the things we do here in Storehouse is every semester, so you got your fall feast and you got your spring feasts. One of the things we do uh, as a community is we um, organize Shabbat dinners, right? So once a month, so this semester we're doing it September, October, November. So one Friday a month, there's a host that opens up their home and then you get um, put into a group if you sign up. So sadly, our registration is already closed. We started already, but you can do it next semester. So don't worry. Um, but we have these host homes and um, you'll get invited and you'll get told what to do, like bring food or I'm cooking, just Venmo me, whatever it is, right? And so then the host is gonna host your Shabbat, right? And so you're getting together with our storehouse community. You're breaking bread together. You're building community. Um, you're probably gonna do the prayers um, that are there, right? And you're, ideally, you're gonna do communion as well and then just celebrate the Lord, right, together. This is one of the things we do as a, as a community, right? And so um, context to that, that became something, this is why I'm telling you, I'm not a theologian when it comes to this. This has kind of been a journey with the Lord. Actually, um, when I was teaching, it was the last spring break before COVID hit, right? So if you're a teacher, educator, even a student, what we were doing is March of 2020, 
we were ready for spring break, right? So I was actually in Fredericksburg, Texas, like hanging with my girl and we're just doing girl time. And then all of a sudden we're like, sadly, we're going back to work. And then when we get home, boom, we're not going back to work. It's, it's COVID, two weeks to stop the spread. Remember that, right? Remember the two weeks to stop the spread. Okay, so that's what happened. So then we go on this journey, right? It's kind of traumatic. Nobody get traumatized right now. Um, two weeks to stop the spread. Okay, well, now we are here. Uh, so... During that time, the Lord was saying, come home, right? Rest. Let's hit the big giant reset button. And what do you want to do, Jesus, right? This is me. I'm in this wrestle. Like, what, what are you saying? You're saying, come out of the culture. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. You know, he's saying this everywhere. And, and it was like, what are we going to do? And the Lord just dropped this into my spirit. Because a lot of the things we do, right, in the secret place, that's just it. It's secret, right? So how do we look different and come out of the culture during this time of COVID when we're at home? Well, one of the things that the Lord impressed upon us is to, to honor the Sabbath, right? And so we started doing it. And we were noticing that something was happening, Every week, we were getting refreshed. Every week, we were realizing that there was something about the nation of Israel that we needed to be awakened to. And as we got deeper into it, we were like, we need to do this with our community. What would it look like for a community to celebrate the Sabbath, to get together, to break bread, to rest during that time? I don't know how I didn't think that this was applicable. I mean, it is a 10 commandment, (laughs) but I just didn't, it wasn't dawning on me that it was something until the Holy Spirit began to lead me down this journey of maybe you should try this. Like, here's an invitation, step through the door and see what's on the other side. And so we did. And so I was noticing. So then we go to studying. I get to studying, man, and I'm going to go search this thing out. Well, then, when you, whenever the Lord is highlighting something, you'll notice the dots begin to connect. So you'll, people will say, what about this book? Did you ever hear this? No, I didn't. Let me just read it. And it's all about what the Lord is already teaching you about, you know? And so I remember getting introduced to some of these resources, and I'm just going deep into it. And then we got invited to a Shabbat that some of our friends were having, and it was some folks from Israel. And I was having major issues because um, I'm not Jewish. And so I was like, I don't get this, Lord. You've already died. Your resurrection, you know, you're, we're done. We're finished. I'm resting. I'm trying to. I'm not doing good. So I go to this Shabbat, and I ask the, the mom, And I say, um, can you please tell me why a Gentile believer should do the Shabbat? Because I feel very out of fish out of water here. Because why should I care? I'm resting. I'm spending time with the Lord already. Like, why should I be doing it? 
And she said, I want you to know that you belong with this. Like, this is for you. And she goes, because this was actually instituted at creation. It had nothing to do with the Jews. It had everything to do with creation and God's created order. And he established it on um, as he created the earth. So if you look in Genesis 1 and 2, and also chapter 8, you're going to see that this is for us. You're going to see that this is an eternal statute that he's given us. And that Jesus, and it points to Jesus, because Jesus is our rest, right? And so I was like, okay, this is for me. I feel good about it. No more condemnation about this, that, and the other thing. It doesn't matter that I'm not Jewish. I want to step into this, right? And so I started doing that. And man, I'm telling you what, that weekly reset has really changed my life. Let me tell you some of the other things I've noticed, okay? Um, Number one, it creates a new life rhythm of work, getting your chores done, resting, and feeling refreshed. And then today is really my Monday. It's Monday today for me. Because when you do this, it changes your life cycles, right? And as I got into it, I realized that it's also meant to wash and cleanse your emotions. Like the Lord established it to wash and cleanse you. It says that the Sabbath was established for our sanctification. Meaning that as you step into it by faith, again, it's by faith, then he begins to wash you and to begin to sanctify you, to set you apart. That's what sanctification means, to set you apart, to make you holy. He does that week after week, month after month, year after year, as you say yes by faith. We didn't realize it because we never did it. You may have done it in your own way, but the Lord has said, here's the way, right? There's always kind of exceptions, but again, we walk in the spirit and we don't walk in the flesh. So you listen to the Holy Spirit and say, how do you want me to do the Shabbat? And then he'll tell you, and then you just do that, right? So that was number one. It gave me a greater understanding of the new covenant and rest. You'll read Hebrews with completely new eyes. To be honest, one time a couple years ago, we did a summer in Hebrews. And remember that? You've been around? It, it just wasn't clicking, to be honest. It was not clicking. But when, when, when you begin to step into, by faith, the rest of the Lord and give him a big yes in your heart, that book begins to open. And you're just like, whoa, I get this. This is all making sense. In fact, actually, the whole scripture from beginning to end begins to make sense. You're just like, whoa, spirit of revelation. Because guess what you do on Shabbat while you're resting? You spend time with Jesus. That's what you do. That's what the disciples were doing in the upper room before the Holy Spirit fell. They were spending that night and day. Why? Because it was Shabbat. They were in the scriptures that day. And then boom, the Holy Spirit fell. Right? So there's something there. It's going to bring your family and friends together. It gives me permission to stop. Like just... Pump the brakes on that. It gives me permission to say no to that plan, the, you know, the third cousin twice removed birthday that I didn't want to go to and hadn't bought the gift and the party's tomorrow. And 
sorry, it's Shabbat, I can say no. You know, like it gives me permission to say no. It gives me permission to do something fun and leisurely, right? Uh, Side note, I love saying this. Um, You know, connection is a mystery in this generation. But there's a University of Kansas study, I say this every time, pretty much, right? There's a study out there, just Google it, that to get deep connection with someone, you have to spend 200 hours doing leisurely activity. Not 200 hours of you and your coworker, not 200 hours of you arguing and talking about finances at the house. None of that builds deep connection. Deep connection, deep connection is built through leisure and fun activity, right? So I encourage you on the Shabbat to do something you love to do. That might be fishing, tennis, I don't know. Whatever you find leisurely, reading. Some of my folks love to read. Um, so do that. And then it gives me permission to bless the kids. If you know Shabbat prayers, you're gonna bless, uh, the mom of the home is gonna light those candles, just bringing in the Holy Spirit that night and the light of the world, right? And um, then what we're gonna do then is we're gonna bless the kids. And then the husband gets to bless the mom, which is so cool. You're gonna pray Proverbs 31 over your wife. And it's such an amazing opportunity to get to bless your family. And you get to, like it's an opportunity, right? And um, you can look forward to that every single week. And then um, over time, one of the amazing things that you'll notice is, this is what I've noticed, right? And so it's been since about March of 2020, And one of the things I've noticed is that the pull of the world begins to diminish, like in my heart, right? Wanting all this stuff, the stuff that just keeps on coming, right? That you feel that you're wanting. Um, Simplicity kind of begins to take over. Um, Just a real appreciation for authenticity begins to come. A love for the word of God. Um, Another thing um, is just that emotional wholeness, right? Every week you're washed, you're reset, you're in the timing of the Lord. And then every month on the new moon, which is called Rosh Kadesh, right? Every month there's a new moon. Um, If you're not familiar with the new moon, new moon is the opposite of full moon, right? So we're just right now, it's like almost a full moon. Like last night, it was full moon. So a couple weeks, there'll be a new moon. And that looks like it's hidden, right? That's the new moon, Right, and so that is an opportunity for first fruits, where you can give first fruits offerings, and you can enter into the new reset for that month. Because every month there's something cool to unpack. If you're studying this, there's something cool to unpack every single month, and you'll begin to notice how your times and your seasons and the things that the Lord is speaking to you actually aligns with the eternal cyclical timeline of the Lord, and you're just like, whoa. Right? When I first realized this, I thought my life was on a linear timeline from start to finish, like birth to death, and then somehow eternity just kept going somewhere is how I thought about it. But now that I've been studying this, I realized that the Lord's timeline is actually cyclical, right? Because we're eternal. So there's no stopping us, right? We're gonna go on forever, and we go from glory to glory, from strength to strength, 
right? Glory to glory, strength to strength, right? And so the blessings of the Lord begin to overtake us and the good cycles of the Lord begin to overtake the demonic cycles that have been in your life from like your lineage or whatever it is, assignment that's dark in your life. The the goodness of the Lord overtakes those, right? Any NASCAR fans out there? Have you watched it, right? You might, Indianapolis 500, you know, 500 times. You're like, dang, why do people watch this? The bottom line is it's real difficult to find the winner, right? Because all of a sudden, this guy actually has been going super fast and overtaking all of the other guys in a circle. How does he do it? I don't know, but he's the winner because he overtook everyone going faster on that track. That's like the cycles of the Lord. That's about the the timing of the Lord overtakes the timing of the enemy. Does that make sense? Okay, so you're getting it. I, I, I'm sensing you're getting it. This is good news, right? Because this is kind of, it can be complicated. Um, but timing is everything with the Lord, right? And so what you're gonna notice more Kairos moments, What is that Kairos moment? A Kairos moment is when the word of the Lord meets the timing of the Lord and it, boom, explodes, right? That could mean you meet an amazing contact that changes your life, right? That could mean that um, everything is in alignment and you get that job. That could mean that, boom, boom, prophetic word, you were gonna get healed and then you've been waiting, 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 but you come into that time and then, boom, out of nowhere, you're healed, right? There's a lot of different Kairos moments that can be happening. I don't know about you, but these are not affected by our government. They're not affected by the news cycle. They're not affected by anything, okay? Um, So one of the things uh, I want to do today is empower you and give you tools. One of the things I needed to know during this season was the bigness of God. I needed to know how big he was, I needed to know that his bigness was bigger than everything that was going on in the media and in my life and what I saw around me, what I saw at the store, what I saw in the school system, what I saw on the news. I needed to know he was bigger, right? The earth is the Lord's and all of its fullness, right? In Revelation 5, you're gonna see him take the title deed to the earth. He owns this. And let me tell you, he is not falling short in any of his resources. He knows how many people he created. He knows. And he made this earth to supply every need. Jeremiah 17 says that you were made to prosper in every season without fail. Psalm 1 says the same thing. Without fail. Even in drought, you were made to prosper. I needed to know that. When I'm studying this, it allows me to enter into the greater heavenly reality that he has for me. And it helps me to stay in that place of hope no matter what I hear on my social media. Right, so super important. Okay, so real quick, seven reasons why you might be interested in learning to be a watchman. Right, number one, there's an awakening of the Western church to Israel. 
right? One of the things the Lord's gonna do in the generation of the Lord's return is he's gonna provoke his people Israel to jealousy by the love of Gentiles who are laying their lives down for Jesus. They're not yet awakened to their Jewish Messiah. And in fact, their hearts are hardened. But it's your love, it's the love of the revival in places like Afghanistan. It's their love that is going to turn the hearts of many, a huge harvest in Israel. And that's what we're praying for every Monday night. I invite you to come and join because it's fire, right? Um, That's one main reason is that provoking of Israel and they need it right now, right? There's a blessing for us if we'll press in for this reality, right? So that's number one. Number two, all of the feasts and appointed times point to Jesus. They all do. So as you step into this, don't get into all of the kind of religious things. Let it point you to Jesus, right? So that's number two. Number three, remembering the Sabbath is a 10 commandment. Okay, so it says, remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. And there is such an inheritance for you in that commandment, right? And Jesus says, I am not abolishing anything. I'm gonna fulfill all of the law, right? So don't have a uh, 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 in your heart about it. We're in the New Testament. I don't need that. No, no, no. It's for you. Okay, um, number four, the appointed times, Sabbath, new moons, and the feasts are appointments that God has made for us to go from glory to glory and strength to strength. Okay, so you might want that in your life. You might wanna go from glory to glory. And I'm gonna show you some cyclical patterns here in our planet here in a second that's gonna help you hopefully see some cyclical patterns maybe that are destructive, And so it's crazy. This is actually mind-blowing. But if you step into this by faith, you're gonna realize that the Holy Spirit comes into your life and begins to break some destructive patterns just by doing Shabbat, right? It's crazy, but you're gonna notice it. Okay, so that you might want that. I don't know, maybe you don't. But just in case you did, this, this is for you, okay? Um, number five, the enemy has set his face to change our times and our seasons. Daniel prophesied, you know, that his, one of his dark schemes is to change times and law. You need to, beloved, you need to put a line in the sand and say that we're not gonna do this on our watch. The timing of the Lord for his saints is imperative. And there's a lot of intercessors in this room that are holding the the tug of war rope right now and holding us in his timing and in his season, right? We can't let go of that rope. And the more fast NASCAR drivers we have that are in his appointed timing, the more we're gonna overtake the plans of the enemy. Does that make sense, right? It has to be a people group, right? It has to be a people group that are doing this with Jesus. That makes all the difference. 
right? It's not going to feel like dead religion. Because we know our Messiah, right? That's going to be incredible, okay? And number seven, um, it awakens us to nature. This might sound weird, okay? But the signs in the heavens have to do with actual things in nature, right? I know we're inside a lot. We're looking at screens a lot. But guys, nature is actually happening every day, like in a huge way, right? We don't need to look at the stars every day to tell what day it is, right? But there was a time in ancient history when they did. Even in, you know, probably the Revolutionary War, I don't know, but we don't now, but it's a thing. You, you have to be awakened to it. Right? So it awakens you to nature. Natural and agricultural signs are super important. Weather signs are super important. Um, the gospel actually in the stars has always been on circuit above our heads, right? The ancient people saw that there was a coming Messiah in the stars, right? It's a thing. Job 38, go read it. The Lord says to Job, gird yourself, man. I'm the one who put the bear and this cub in the sky. I'm the one who put the Pallades, the seven sister stars in, up there. I'm, I am controlling the years and the days, right? It's me. Job is one of the oldest books in the Bible. I think it is the oldest book, Right? So these things are very, very important in understanding the context of our life right now. But if we don't pay attention to them, we're missing out on some understanding that the Lord wants us to have in our day and time to help connect the dots of his return and what's happening and what's happening next. And look at that. And Lord, what do you have to say about that, right? It's pretty interesting and you could be missing it because you're not awakened to all the agricultural and nature signs around us. It's pretty interesting. Okay, so real quick, I wanna show some slides right? If you're back there, um, we have our, we've got cycles of life versus cycles of death. So let's look at our life cycles first. Now, these are things to help you see how cyclical everything the Lord does is. Now, the science part's going to take you back to ninth grade biology or maybe college, right? A lot of science there, but it's all cyclical, Okay, these are examples. Now, this could go on and on and on. Physical samples. All of our body systems are cyclical. Our digestive system is cyclical. Our circulatory system is cyclical. All of these things are cyclical. Things that are cyclical are sustainable. The Lord made us to be sustained in our life. When our systems are working properly, we are working properly, right? When we celebrate the times and the seasons with the Lord through the feasts, he begins to begin to work our, our whole systems of our lives in alignment with his plumb line and in alignment with heaven. I've noticed this. 
I'm asking you, go try it for yourself. See if you begin to align in a new way, right? And then we've, you've got um, some spiritual things, sowing and reaping, right? We got to sow if we're going to be reaping. Good generational blessings, breaking some of those old things. And then you've got relational things over there as well. Cyclical. All I want to do is pique your interest. You're going to begin to see all kinds of cycles after this. You're going to see a plant and think, wow, photosynthesis. What an amazing cycle the Lord made. What an amazing cycle. I'm telling you, he made these things so it can be sustained. You're going to see your life and how he's made you to be sustained. It's hidden. It's a mystery. Well, how am I not going to need toilet paper? Well, he's going to show you because, again, this is in the spirit. He's going to show you that when it's time to go to that store and get the last roll, he'll say, the time is now, go get it. Don't you remember during COVID when no one had toilet paper? I remember it. Somehow I never needed it because we always had it. And I don't even know how I knew to go to the store when I did, but I did. My point is he will sustain you. With his voice, he will sustain you. He'll tell you when to go, how to go, how to do it, what to do. His plan for you is to sustain you, right? Because you have a heart that's after him. You're like that Psalm 1 tree who's by the water, not standing, sitting with the scoffer or the sinner, but meditating on the word of the Lord every day. And in every season, you're prospering. You were made to be sustained, right? These are just examples, right? I want you to study it out. I want you to notice how the Lord is cyclical. And our friend back there just said it. We're an eternal church that goes on forever, right? Ladies, your wedding ring, it's cyclical. The covenant of the Lord is the same way. Y'all's marriage covenant is meant to be leaned into by faith and say, no, Lord, you said that you were keeping us together, that there's power in two becoming one. Let me lean into that by faith and let me pull my inheritance out of this marriage, right? It's, it's a covenant that you can lean into by faith and it's cyclical. Okay, let's look at the death cycles real quick. Watch out. Okay, you've seen them, you've known them. These are the things that can be overtaken when you step into, by faith, the Shabbat of the Lord, the new moons, the feasts of the Lord, the rest of the Lord. Ultimately, it's Jesus. He is our rest. And the blessings of the Lord were meant to overtake you. And if you're experiencing any of these, and again, these are just examples. This is the tip of the iceberg of the demonic plan that the enemy has for the earth, right? But his blessings will overtake us when you step into it and you say, Lord, show me how. It's like a slow drip 
in a bucket. It's not gonna fill up overnight, but after Shabbat, after Shabbat, reset after reset, refreshing after refreshing, one day you'll turn around and you'll be like, wow, I noticed I don't have self-hatred anymore. What just happened? Wow, I feel like a wealthy person. My finances haven't changed, but I feel wealth all of a sudden. It's like my mind opened up. I feel wealth coming my way. I never thought I could be wealthy before. I didn't think I deserved it. But all of a sudden, after five Shabbats, I'm noticing something. I'm telling you, it's by faith that these will be broken and overtaken. Okay, so these are just examples. Again, I was trying to awaken your mind to all the things around you that are cyclical. Some of y'all, your emotions are cyclical. I told this story last time, but it was when I was teaching and before I realized this, every Sunday I would get this depression every week. Like, I don't wanna go to work the next day. I love teaching, but I would just get this depression every week. You don't have to sit there and have depression every week, folks. Listen, when I stepped into that, the, this Shabbat, I realized all of a sudden that weekly depression on Sundays was gone. There's no depression, right? So this is for real, okay? So that, that's that. You can take that down. The last thing before we go here, I want to, and then I wanna pray because um, this is a season and a time to return to the Lord, right? We just entered in, to, um, I wanna bring awareness to the year that we're in. Now, there's a lot of different skepticism about the actual age of the earth, okay? So I'm not dying on this hill, right? The earth is as old as it is, I don't know, right? But we're in the year 5782, and that that's hypothetically stands for the earth being around for 5,782 years, right? This new year that we just entered into is about creation and it's about the, when the earth began, right? So there's two Jewish new years, one in the fall, which is now, right? And we're in the high holy days still. Um, but then there's also one in the spring and that's spiritual. But the one we're currently in is all about the earth and it's about the age of the earth. So we, we flipped over the calendar into 5782, right? Which puts our earth a year older, okay? There's folks that be like, well, what about those 200 years? Don't, I don't, I'm, I just trust, trust, okay? Um, study it yourself, right? If you're that technical, then you go study it. I give you permission, okay? So 5782, it's a new year, right? The cool thing is it's also a Sabbath year, right? It's called the Shemitah, okay? Uh, we always joke about it. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, like when I want to do something now, Rob will say, I'll say, when can I do this? And he's like, on the next Shemitah. I'm like, hey, that's seven years from now. <laughs> like, come on, man. Uh, anyway, uh, it's the Shemitah, meaning it's the seventh year in a seven-year cycle, right? For agriculture, it means that you rest your land, right? And this is an opportunity to go deeper into trust with the Lord. This is a year of debt freedom. It's where debts are canceled, right? So you can enter in by faith, right? That means relationally forgiveness, right? Being unoffended, 
those relationships that have been rotten for the last six years now, you can reconcile this year, right? Finances push those into this because the Lord does amazing things in these Shemitah years, right? And the concept was the Lord will give them double so they don't have to work on that seventh year, but you have to trust for it. You have to enter in by faith and not plant and not harvest. If that was your livelihood, that would take, you might lose your breath over that. Like, where am I gonna get my food, Lord? But we store, he stored it up and there was abundance for that seventh year while they rested, right? So this is an invitation to go deeper from glory to glory, strength to strength into trusting him, right? Every time we get to a Shabbat, we trust him to rest. There might be stuff you have to do, but you're gonna be like, Lord, I'm gonna give it to you, right? The Shabbat, the rest year, and the tithe go together. When you give your tithe, you say, Lord, I, I'm trusting you that you can make up that 10% and more. I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie my own hands, right? And I'm gonna let you do it, right? And that's really hard. That's why I said that Jesus was violently, violently entering into trust and rest his whole life, right? Because you're surrendered. You're completely surrendered. In the Sabbath year, it means surrender, it means return to me. It means rest in me and surrender and let me see if I can do what you thought you could do. Let me see if I can give you abundance even when you're not working. Let me see if I can show you that I am the eternal rest. Let me see if I can give you hope for eternity this year, right? That's what he wants to do. This is a time for new beginnings, right? Awakenings, the shofar blew the other day in Israel, uh, Feast of Trumpets, right? All the shofars are blowing. It's a time for you to awaken. One of the things that I realized is that our inner man is tuned to the shofar sound. I'm telling you, there's going to be a day in history when you're going to hear a shofar sound all over the earth. And your spirit is gonna align with that sound and you're gonna know that the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is about to split the sky and he's gonna land on the Mount of Olives and it's gonna split. And guess what? Your spirit is gonna be awakened by that shofar sound and you're gonna be attuned whoop, right to Jerusalem. And there's gonna be some shaking going on, but you're gonna know that you're his but the sound of that shofar, right? The, the shofars just sounded. And then um, we went to the Day of Atonement like a couple days ago, and that's where the priest went in and he, was, he atoned for with the sacrifice, but that's Jesus, right? His body was torn. And that's when uh, we repent before the Lord and it's just a time to go before him, right? And then we're about to go into Sakat, which is the Feast of Tabernacles right? And again, it points to Jesus. That's on Tuesday. It's like an eight-day situation. Just Google it. Okay? Eight-day situation where they get the, they get the, or um, duck, duck, go it, whatever. I switched to duck, duck, go on my phone. 
I was like, I'm such a patriot all of a sudden now. Uh, I got my, you can get your tent out with your kids if you want and begin to show them. But again, it points to Jesus because he was on the earth as a man, the son of man in a tent, his body, right? And we are in a tent. This is a tent. I'm on a pilgrimage, my eternal home. Okay, it reminds us that we are on a pilgrimage. It reminded Israel in the wilderness that they were on the way to the promised land, right? So that's what this next feast is about this month is reminding yourself of that pilgrimage, that there's that place of trust that he will provide for you in the wilderness. He'll provide double, right? There was double manna on seventh day. Okay, so that's where we are. And I encourage you, Just as we close, I encourage you to enter into this Sabbath year. How do I do that? Lindsay, I don't know what you mean by enter into the Sabbath year. What I mean is, is you get your journal or your phone and you sit with the Holy Spirit and you say, Holy Spirit, can you please give me blueprints for this year? Show me how I'm gonna walk out rest this year. Show me what you wanna do in my finances. Show me what you wanna do in my relationships. Show me how you want to show me how to rest. Open up Hebrews. Open up these books for me. Show me what this means. Show me what it means to enter into a heavenly culture. He's not gonna leave you dry. The same way that he's taken my hand and led me on this journey, He will do the same thing for you. He's gonna start talking to you about resting. He's gonna start showing you what you need to do with your finances. He's gonna start showing you how he's redeeming you. He's gonna start showing you all of these things, right? And it's because you're watching. It's because you're awakened to the timing and the seasons that he's in. And you're gonna see more things begin to happen for you than ever before this year. The news won't matter. You're gonna be in better shape and have more health this year than ever. You're gonna feel more rested and refreshed than ever. You're gonna be different than everyone around you. Don't you want that? Don't you want to step into a mystery? I just get excited about knowing secrets from God. There's an awareness coming to you. It's an equipping from the Holy Spirit. There's one time I was at my parents and I was living there And I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, in the last days, Lindsay, I'm gonna be really loud in your ears. And I thought, thank you, God, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need to hear your voice in my ears. If things are coming down around me, I'm gonna need to hear you. There's an awakening right now to your senses, all five. Go ahead and receive it. Your eyes, right now, I thank you for eyes. Even online, 
Just go ahead and lay hands on your eyes. God, I thank you that you're awakening our eyes to be watchmen. You're awakening our eyes for an awareness of what you're doing. Go ahead and touch your ears. God, I thank you for an awakening in your ears. You're gonna hear his voice in your ears like never before. He's gonna equip you through your five senses. Your nose, you're gonna smell the kingdom. You're gonna smell darkness. You're gonna have great discernment this year. Awaken discernment, God, awaken it. To snuff out, smell out the enemy and know exactly what to do, great discernment. Parents, discernment about your kids. You're gonna smell the goodness of God. It smells like cookies in here, it came in here. It, you, you will know it when you smell it. You'll think someone's bacon. Taste, Lord, awaken the taste right now. Awaken those taste buds. Lord, I thank you for physical touch right now in your fingers, your toes, even your gut, all of our senses. Lord, I ask for an awareness right now of who you are and what you're doing in our physical touch. God, I thank you for a people that would say yes. Lord, I ask right now for a spirit of revelation as they go today and this week, just revelation resting on your word and awakening in this season and huge violent trust to let go and to rest in Jesus' name.